0: Let us pray. Father God, we thank you so much for the opportunity to just celebrate life. We thank you for the opportunity to just worship you and, and be in the presence of you, Lord. It's such an awesome, mighty God. So like Lisa has prayed before, we pray for your divine providence, to guide, guard, and govern us, to direct, protect, and correct us because of your love, for us, your benevolence, You have created a framework to take care of your people. In spite of what we might have seen, in spite of what we might have felt, Lord, but you have never left us and you will never forsake us. So we thank you for your omnipotence. We thank you for your omniscience. We thank you for all you have done. So I ask that you have your way. Bring back to remembrance the things I need to say for this group. As I am your tool, used by you. So you increase as I decrease. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. How are we feeling today? Amen. Amen. God is so good, isn't he? Dr. Ryan's we talking about providence. Right, and we just want to recap. I want to remind you what, what God has uh, shared and placed in the heart of Dr. Bernard for where we're going and what we're doing throughout this 19 to create a perspective. Because remember, your your perspective. Uh, okay, now let me not go too far ahead of myself. Let's go to our notes for those who took notes. And Dr. Bernard, he said a couple of things. So let's. let's, let's, let's number one, and and because we, we, we talked about providence, right? We talked. And he talked about foresight. So God's wisdom, omnipotence, omniscience. Right. God's wisdom, omnipotence, omniscience, and divine presence guiding, providing, and sustaining all of creation. So, so what we're saying here is, is that through God, all is sustained. Yes. You understand? So, it, it, okay, uh, I gotta behave. So, God guiding, providing for, and sustaining the human family. The human what? Amen. So, He's guiding, right? Providing for, sustaining the human family. It is God acting as prophet, priest, King, right? To guide, guard, and govern, right? To direct, protect, and, and and highlight this word because this because people have a problem with this and, and it's a significant thing. To correct, a part of God's divine providence is to correct us. Amen. Amen. Say to your neighbor. Say neighbor. Yeah. A part of God's d- divine providence is to correct us. Okay, that sound you understood your neighbor. Did you understand your neighbor? All right, tell your neighbor, say, neighbor, wake up. We're going to be talking to each other today. All right? Say to your neighbor, say, neighbor, a part of God's divine providence is to correct you. Embrace the correction, neighbor. It is God overseeing and being responsible for His creation, and this makes sense when you look at. You know, if, when we land at the place that God is a the creator, therefore, if He created something, He's going to be responsible over it, you know. And but yet He has He 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 put parameters on how He operates, and that's this thing called free will. And when you're dealing with free will, sometimes it's very difficult. You know, you got your kids; I got my kids. Right, you know, for those who have kids, we can understand how can we cultivate and 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 develop this individual to learn how to stand strong within their free will without violating their free will. Right, so we suggest things, you know. So you know, no, you might not want to do that because that can end up very bad. See, I told you, right? But 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 the suggestions are based on, on on a maturity level of the individual. See, but that's not what I came here to talk about today, so. I got a couple of messages brewing, and God is good. I'm excited about it. But, but, but we, we, we are going to talk about it because the fact is the divine providence speaks to your, God's responsibility. Today we're going to speak, and the, for the rest of the month we're going to be talking about your responsibility. All right? Because, because we, we can expect God to do something and never put expectation on ourselves. Right? We can expect God, but God, you said this. You said, if I ask, I shall, shall receive. But no, there's a part of asking. And then they said it's expectation. And too often Christians live with such an expectation without putting expectation on themselves. I tell it all the time. I said, "What's the worth of Christianity if it doesn't change your character? So we're going to talk about that. So this the theme for this month is called Upgrade. Say, neighbor, say, neighbor. Upgrade. upgrade. So let's talk about upgrade. And I got a story to share because you know I, I love stories. I love to talk about you know where we're going and how we're doing things. So my wife calls me. You know she calls me and say, "Hey, babe, hey, how are you doing?" I'm saying, "I'm doing good." She says, "Something wrong with the car, right?" The check engine light came on. So automatically, there's three questions in my mind. I'm not going to ask her. But it's going in my mind. Men, if you can agree with me, please say amen. There's three questions, and I, I'll say the three questions before you say amen. Number one, what did you do? Right? I'm just saying. This is a different, I, I don't ask her, but this is going through my mind. Number one, what did you do? Right? The second question is: how much is this gonna cost? Right? And the third question is answering a question that she's already asking, but she's not really asking, is what does my schedule look like so I can take this car to the dealership? Because she's not, she's not, she's saying something wrong than what she's saying, babe, I need you to take it to the dealership, right? Even though I know you're working, right? Even though I know you're working, even though I know, you know you're know putting that work in to make sure that everything's taken care of for the house and stuff like that, but you need to make some adjustment to your schedule to put this car in. That's what she said. All in that first statement, baby, there's something wrong with the car. Now you can say amen, brothers. <laughs> so those are the three things that go in my head. I said, okay, let me behave. I like my marriage. I got to stay married. So I got to change the strategy of how I have this conversation. So babe, what do you mean? by that. Right? Remember, I told you that one. She said, well, the engine light, check engine light came on. I said, man, the check engine light came on. She really messed up. So I'm, it, so I'm thinking in my head, right? I, just, you know, I, I take care of the car, you know, the monthly maintenance and stuff like that. So I'm like, now nah, the check engine light came on. I'm really thinking, what did she do? Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> She says, "I don't know. It's just driving funny. I need you to check it out. So, when you get a chance, bring your car over. And we can switch cars. I say, okay." So I take it to the dealership, like the next nice husband I am. All right, I take it to the dealership. I, I, you know, I go there. Make I make an appointment. You know, because some dealerships they tell you, "Oh, yeah, we got an appointment in three months. Three months." It's like the doctors these days. Do not be sick. Like, do not have a bone sticking out. But, oh, yeah, the next appointment is in in December of 2019. This, do you see this? The bone is sticking out. Gangrene is setting in. Are you saying this? <laughs> That's why Stat Health and all these urgent kids are making so much money because they're they quick and bringing it here. So then I go to take it in shop, right? We're sitting there, and the guy, they try to G you. That's why I said that it's good that women don't go sometimes, unless she's like that that that, that confrontational woman that said, "No, this is going to happen." You know, certain women they can bargain really good. I'm like, "No, I need you in the corner. Girl. I want to buy a car. Can you go get, set up the deal for me?" You know, some of these some of these women they just can they just, like, mm. you know. Sometimes I feel bad sending her in there. So you know, it depends on how it goes. But you know, so I go in, there and the guy says, "Oh yeah." So uh, what had happened was once they start out with what had happened was, right? See, this is not covered under warranty. <laughs> right? So that means, what does it mean? It's going to be expensive to fix. Yes. So I said, man, Lord have mercy. So, you know, I, I got to say safe, so I'm sorry, speaking in tongues. <laughs> so my car, the, way the car she ha- has had, went from uh, four-cylinders to eight-cylinders to save gas. The... Piece that switched them would malfunction and it would stay in four cylinders so the car wouldn't drive correctly. Uh, and, but it was designed to do that on long, long rides and stuff like that. So I said, so the guy was like, in order for us to find out the problem, it's gonna cost X amount of dollars. And if it is the problem, then we'll just subtract it from, you know, the X amount of dollars. But if it's not the problem, it's an additional X amount of dollars to find out the problem. I said you gotta be, Lord have mercy, you testing me, God. So I go, and I say, okay, no, give me my keys. Give me my keys. And there's a decision that has to be made. And she's excited. Because the decision probably is in her favor. Because <laughs> in her mind, she's about to be upgraded. So I'm looking, I'm like, Lord, have mercy. And she looked at me and said, yes, time for upgrade. I said, once again... Once again, I have to explain to you, I am not Rockefeller. I'm the other fella. Just let, let, let that be known. You know, things just look, I didn't win the lotto. Oh, come on now. Y'all, y'all, I think I saw a couple of y'all when they said $1. $1. $1.2 billion. All right? I said, Lord, forgive me for this. I'm, 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 I'm fitting to play. I'm just saying, you know, I don't make it a habit. Like I haven't been there since that 1.2 billion. <laughs> like that, that does Icky's commercial. I don't normally pet, but when I do, now let me stop. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, babe, yeah, let's think about this. Let's strategize, stuff like that. She's like, okay. And the next thing I know, I'm pulling up to car dealerships. She won. But the the lesson is, <laughs> See, but it's not because when I'm not, and when I'm saying this, <laughs> she got me stuttering, right? <laughs> it wasn't an easy upgrade. You had to move some things around. You, know, you had to, you know, get get take care of some investments. Or, you know, I needed to cash some things out and stuff like that to, you know, to make the move because it wasn't a cheap move. See, but sometimes when it's time for us to upgrade things that's in our lives that's hindering us, it may look like a, 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 an expensive move, but when you look at the long term and I compared the, the, the ability to have to pay for the fixing of that vehicle and the possible ongoing issues that can come up with that vehicle compared to taking that and, and putting it into something new, it makes sense to do the upfront heavy cost. Instead of the long-term. Because the long-term is that, that band-aid. Right? And sometimes, even though you put a band-aid, you're still bleeding out. So I'm talking about, we're going to talk about upgrade and, 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 and the need. You know, because some of you might be in here, you might say, I, I, I'm on a path of upgrade. I see the benefits for upgrade. I've already taken stuff out of my life and added some stuff into my life. And I'm saying that's good. But then my answer to you is: There's a book called "What Got You Here Won't Get You There," right. and in this book that says "What Got You Here Won't Get You There," it says there's always something that you can change to get you to the next level. We live life on levels and we experience them in stages, and at each level there's a need for us to grow. So our best at one level becomes mediocrity at the next. Some of, some of us might be in here and be saying, "Look, look, I I I don't need to upgrade." And my thing is, where you are today, you should never be the same person tomorrow. So there's always room and a need for an upgrade. But some of you might be in here and say, yeah, I, I know I need an upgrade. But I don't know how to get from, 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 from my, my realization phase to my, relax, my, my, my action phase. And I'm going to read a scripture that's in the text from, from Luke chapter 13, verse 6. And, 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 and there's, there's a, a very good, he's a master, and he, he has an expectation. Like there's an expectation from everyone in this room. And the story goes, which one shall I read it out of? Or shall I Jamalize it? Verse 6, he says, he began telling them the par- this parable. A certain man had a fig tree that had been planted in his vineyard. He came looking for fruit on it, but he did not find any. So the vinekeeper said, for three years, I've come looking for fruit on this fig tree and have found none. Cut it down. Cut it down. Why does it even use up the ground, depleting the soil and blocking the sunlight? But he replied to him, let it alone, sir. Just one more year until I dig around it and put in fertilizer. And it bears fruit after this. Fine. If not, cut it down. So when he's saying this, and imagine you know, in today's vernacular, you know, your man is walking, sees a tree, and remember, the, the, he's not looking at the tree just because it's been it's sitting there, but he understands that he has invested time, resources in this tree so they can bear fruit. And he comes, he says, for three years I've looked at this tree, taking up space, taking up resources. Taking up sunlight, blocking the sunlight from, from other individuals that can benefit from what's in this ground. He said, for three years, nothing has come of it. That's it. And, and, and I'm married to a Puerto Rican in a Puerto Rican house. Ja! Listo! No mas. He says, cut it down. And, and my man said, he said, wait, 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 wait. Says, so "Do me a favor. Give me a year. Give me a year. Let me add, dig, dig around it. Let me add some fertilizer. And if it doesn't bear fruit in the year, then it's yours. Cut it down. But give me some time. And, and, and if you look at the story, this is God looking. And remember, I said when I when I end the prayer off, I said Jesus is on on you, on, 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 on on in God's ear, pleading for you." So God, God is looking at the, 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 the vineyard and he's saying, look, this, this tree is not producing fruit. This tree is not doing what they got to do. Just cut it down, take it out, make room for another one. And Jesus says, look, I got this. Give me some time with this one. Give me some time with this one. And, as I, 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 and, and if it doesn't bear fruit. And it, what, the reason why Jesus can put that out there is because he knows what he'll do with all of us. And there's three things I got out of this. Three key uh, elements I got out of this. Three key things. Number one, there's an expectation. There's an expectation. Number one, why? Because number two, we are designed to bear fruit. So one, we're, we're designed to bear fruit. And two, there's an expectation. So stop getting mad at God for putting expectations on you. Because we're designed to bear fruit. Number three it takes time to bear this fruit God looked at him he said the the, the the vineyard the dresser said look give me a year so if God understands that there's a year he understands that this takes time for you to bear fruit but but the question is, is are we wasting our time are we frustrating the grace of God? So there's productivity, expectation, and time. Productivity, expectation, and time. Three key elements out of this scripture. City, to neighbor, say neighbor. neighbor. Productivity, productivity expectation, expectation, and time. And, time. and we're gonna focus more on time because, because it, we, 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 if we put the right amount of time in, then you have inevitably some productivity. And when we talk about growth, we're not talking about just, just basic growth. We're talking about sustainable growth. You know, sustainable is a big word out there, and I, and I, and I, I agree with it because it takes time, and you got you to sustain it. John chapter 15, verse 8. This is God talking to the disciples, and he's saying, he says, look, by this my Father glorified that you bear much fruit, so, to prove you are my disciples. So, bearing fruit is the necessity. Say to your neighbor, say, neighbor, neighbor. bearing fruit is a necessity. Is necessity. Yes, yes. And why do we focus on time? Because there has to be a metric, there has to be something that, that, that governs the amount of time we spend doing certain things. See, because progress, movement is not progress. We've heard that before, right? Movement is not progress. Progress is 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 forward sustainable growth. Forward sustainable growth. Forward productivity is progress. See when you measure something. Here, here's the principle. I'll give you the principle. You can take that slide off because I'm, I'm I'm done past this slide. Here's the principle. What you measure. Right? What you measure... You tend to manage. What you measure, you tend to manage. Right? What you measure, you tend to manage. What you measure, you tend to manage. And what you manage, you tend to improve. Say to the neighbor, say neighbor. Neighbor. No, turn to another neighbor. Say another neighbor, a new neighbor. What you, t- <laughs> what you measure, what you, measure you, tend you tend to manage. And what you manage, what you, manage you tend to improve. You tend to improve. Amen. Amen. I hope you're getting this. Because we're looking to upgrade ourselves. And let me give you a definition for upgrade because I skipped over that. Write this down. (laughs) Yeah, the car messed me up. (laughs) Us too. Uh-oh, somebody's going to be buying the car. (laughs) Upgrade is to improve, right? To improve or enhance the quality, value, effectiveness, or performance of an individual. I'll repeat it, don't worry. Because this is gonna be our focus. Because remember, we, we set the, the our goal is to set the 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 the, the motion or how things are gonna flow for the rest of the year. And so we got proverbs, we understand what God's gonna be doing, but now we gotta say, okay, what do we gotta do? What do we have to become? Because the, the 2018, it has to be prepared. The 2018 you has to grow so you can be the 2019 because there's some things, some new things that God's going to do in 2019 that the 2018 couldn't receive. So you, you, so in order to understand that, you have to improve some things. You have to look at some relationships and say, you know, there's some relationships I need, I need to cut out. There's some financial decisions I need to start making. So, once again, upgrade is to improve or enhance the quality, value, effectiveness, or performance of an individual. Say to your neighbor, say, neighbor, neighbor. Upgrade, upgrade is to improve, to improve or, enhance or enhance the quality, the quality value, value, effectiveness, effectiveness performance, performance of, an of an individual. So, I don't want us to just get excited about. Upgrading, but I want to give you some things to help you start your path, your journey to upgrading. So I got three, I'm, I'm saying with three, three is good. I read this book called Talk Like Ted and I said, you're trying to stay with three to five points. If you have too many points, break them up. So three points. Number one, change your mind slash change your thinking. Right. And what do I mean by that? People only think to the level they're they only they only think to the level that they're exposed to. So I was talking to somebody. I said, "You know, why there's a need for, for, for the, the, there's a need for us to speak out against poverty? Because if you are only at a financial level, it, it hinders you from being exposed to more." You know, so, so, so what happens is, you know, once you start being exposed to more, it starts changing the way you think about life, the way you think about things. I took my kids, or I said, I said my, my son, I got my, my five-year-old son, six-year-old son, Liam, and he says, Daddy, I, I, I can I have some money? I said, you always ask me for money. I said, why don't you work for it? Because there's no, there's no, there's, I don't have child labor laws in my house. <laughs> Judge Joe Brown called them free organic labor. So he said, okay. So what we did was we started, I had him start collecting bottles. Right? And the first time, how much did he make that first time? Six dollars he made. A couple of bags of bottles. He was excited. Six dollars he made. He he, he had the church collecting bottles and stuff like that. So, you know, recycling. He he wasn't going green uh, for for the environment. He was going green for his pockets. (laughs) And he experienced the first time, so it changed his thinking. When he started seeing that money come out of you know, come, uh, given to him, he's, he's excited. He says, wow. He said, Dad, we got to do more so I can get more money. See, what happens is you start changing the exposure. You change the way they think. That's why I love it. In Romans 12, too, he says, we are transformed by the renewing of our mind. So number one, change of mind. Number two, change your heart. That's why I love it. It, 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 I wrote this down. I said, the true nature of a person's heart can often be seen when they speak off the cuff. The true nature of an individual, a person's heart can be often seen when they speak off the cuff. My mother always said, said, she said that there's a lot said And jest. I was just kidding. No, there's some truth in that. And then if you if you go to uh, to Luke chapter six verse forty-five, Luke is explaining the same thing. He's saying he's saying this is Jesus talking. I gotta pull it up. Six, Luke six, verse forty-five. I think it's forty-five. The intrinsically good man produces what is good and honorable and moral out of the treasures stored in his heart. And the intrinsically evil man produces what is wicked and depraved out of the evil of his heart. For For his mouth speaks from the overflow of his heart. And there's another passage where Jesus is saying, you know, where do you know, we, we think all these uh, wars and, and, and lies and all this stuff that's plaguing society come from? He said, you see the condition of society? That's coming out of the heart of the individuals. That's why I said, people say, oh, he's a good president. No, there's something about Donald Trump when you listen to what comes out of his mouth. That tells a true story. So change your heart. So number one is what? Change your mind. Number two, change your heart. and number three, change your plans. Change your plans. My father taught us, we've been taught years and years, for a, a man who fails to plan, plans to fail. Say the neighbor, say, neighbor. neighbor. Okay, for, for the woman, I'm trying to you know make sure I'm Thinking bigger and better. See neighbor, neighbor. For, the for the person who fails the plan. Fails the plan. Plans, to fail. plans to fail. So you change your plans because because. Remember, in the book that I'm reading, so what got you here won't we'll get you there, or there's another book called The Dip, which is a very good book. Very thin, easy to read, quick read and stuff like that. He's saying that there's certain things that we do as individuals that gets us to a place where we're successful, but it's the same thing that gets us there that's hindering us to get to the next level. So we can be successful, multi-millionaire, running the big businesses, but because we have a drive for more, a drive for better, then there's something that we need to change within ourselves and we become the hindrance because we feel we have arrived. And he says, no, there's some things you need to change. Just tweak, a little tweak, in who you are as an individual, change your plans. And you'll see a leap. And what you're doing. So number one is number two is and number three is if we do all that together, you find yourself on a journey to upgrading things in your life that'll help upgrade you. I wrote this down and and, and, and I start closing with this. I feel like there's a couple of things that we need to be conscious of when we're in a process of of upgrading. And number one, we got to be conscious of our relationships. We have to be conscious of our relationships. Because it's a relationship that will either push you to the next level or keep you at the same level. So number one, we have to be conscious of our relationships. Number two, we have to be conscious of our time. That's why I love the fact that my wife is going to be holding me accountable how I manage my time. So we have to be conscious of our time. Well, how are you spending your time? You know, you look at the kids, and I say, you know, my, my daughter, she said, I don't have time to clean my room. I said, no, you just not managing your time right because the amount of time you're on that phone. <laughs> Number three, you have to be conscious Of your finances. And the reason why I tell you you focus on your finances is because financial freedom allows God to be spontaneous on using you. I say that again. Financial freedom allows God to be spontaneous on how He uses you. Remember, He blesses us to be a blessing. So He can't say to you, go and bless this person. No, you're hindering because you're in financial bondage. So relationships, your time, your finances. Number four, your health. You know, Kayla and I, we talk talking about creating a health fair for CCC Long Island. I know I need to lose some weight. <laughs> some of the men just started. <laughs> your health. A part of God's... Being able to be spontaneous with you is your health because sometimes he wants you to go on and be the shoulder for somebody to cry on, but you're unhealthy yes. and number five your spiritual growth your spiritual growth so number one your relationship number two your time number three your finances number four your health and number five your spirit those are the five things that you need to constantly have on your mind when it comes to growth and upgrading. And, I, and I'm excited about this. When we're talking about writing your plans down. I know most of you are writing on your phones, your laptops. But what I did was I said, I said look, I got, I got this nice pen. And this is the best pen I could find in the shortest amount of time that I had. Because the idea came up late, but I want to gift this this pen to you. So at the end of service, we're gonna be handing out these pens, because I want this pen to be a reminder throughout the year of you writing some goals down. If you plan to, if you fail the plan, you plan to fail. And there's some things that you need to write down. And the reason why writing things down manually, not in a computer or any type of device, because it, you remember it better. There's something that happens when you, you're writing on a piece of paper that goes into your, in your head that helps you remember it, and it becomes more a part of you yes, than a part of the phone or the true. iPad you're using. So we're going to give this out to you, because I want to encourage you to have this in your mind, upgrade 2.0. And when we, because it's just for the December, I mean for January, but by the time we get to December, this still should be on your mind. You know, we have a whole year planned out because by the time October comes, I want you to be prepared to start planting seeds for 2020. So let me close with this. Let me close with this. This is a question I'm going to ask you. And the reason why we need upgrade. You ready for this question? You ready for this question? If you had to be the person you are today, If you had to be the person you are today for the rest of your life, will you be happy? And I don't care what age you are. If you had to be the person you are today for the rest of your life, will you be happy? And if not, now you know why there's a need for you to upgrade. So as we close... Today, and we look at where we need to go and start reflecting on our personal lives as we stand. And I, and I I want somebody to join me. I don't want to be the only person up here, but I, I, I want to become that person that God can mold and shape and upgrade. And if you're with me, I want you to raise your hand and say, I I'm, I'm, I'm want to be vulnerable. I want to be that person, God. I, I'm ready for bigger and better. I'm ready for my cup to get large yes. so I can grab more. Yes. I want to pray with you. I want to pray with you. I want you to start talking to God, saying, Lord, this just touch my heart right now. Because I know that where I am, where I was in 2018, I, want, I don't want to be here in 2019. I want bigger and better. I want to be used by God in some super mighty ways. And put your hand on your heart. And start talking to God saying, Lord, I need a heart change. There's some things in my heart that needs to be changed. Lord, I need a mind change. There's some things I need to change in my mind. So, Lord, right now I surrender my life to you. I'm yours, I'm completely yours. I'm unrestrained, yours. I'm unhindered, yours. Take me. Use me. Mold me. Shape me. I'm yours, Lord. I just want to pray over you guys. Lord, just bless these individuals. Lord, give them the strength to let go of relationships that have been holding them back. Relationships that they know that they need to let go of. Lord, give them the strength to to, to forgive individuals that that, that need forgiveness. Lord, Lord, I pray that you would just give them the discernment to hear your voice at a better and higher level throughout this year. Lord, I pray that you anoint them from the crown of their head to the sole of their feet, inside and outside, that you would shape them as you need to shape them. So that we will become used by you. So Lord, we thank you for today. Thank you for this message. I pray that you have your way. Anoint us afresh. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. Did you receive a word today? Yes. Next week we're gonna be talking about. Upgrading your hardware. And what does that look like? And I give you a snippet of it, and 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 the snippet came out of my conversation with a bunch of leaders. I said, one of the problems that we as leaders have, we have nobody to share what we're going through with. And what we do is we take it and we and we bury it in our heart. And what happens is our heart, instead of becoming a place for, for, for life and and, and, and and overwhelming joy, it becomes a cemetery. Because what we do is we take our stuff and we bury it there, and we bury it there, and we bury it there. And And what happens is it takes up room and competes with space between you and God. So next week we're gonna talk about that. So I want you to start praying this week because I wanna be be able to have a nice prayer time for us to let go of some things that we've been harboring in our hearts. Some hurts, some pains, some frustrations, some anger, some unforgiveness. And remember, forgiveness is not for the person, but it's for you. Yes. And remember, when it deals with forgiveness, you, anything you can't forgive, you tend to hold on. And you carry the burden that was not designed for you to carry. Yes. So we'll be talking about that next week. So I have your way. Bless them as they come and go. Anoint them afresh. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Come on, let's say this together. Say it like we mean it. This Bible is our primary source of faith. This Bible is our rule of conduct. This Bible creates the lens that we see life through. As we leave this place with never God's presence, Jesus is Lord, period. We believe it, we proclaim it, and we're seeing it come to pass. God bless. Oh, and another thing. We're going to start doing... Sunday Fellowship Day. And Sunday Fellowship Day is for all you guys who are trying to rush out of here and not end up building a relationship with anybody in this building. All right, Sunday Fellowship Day is we're going to, we're not going to lock the doors, but we're going to hold it down. And we're going to give time for you to interact with individuals. We have tea and coffee. And I'm trying to set it up once a, once a month so we get to know individuals. Because what's good about it is We want to be able to say, Yo, I, I just see you a couple of Sundays, are you okay? Yes. Because one of the complaints that people have with the church is when they, when, when I go missing, they don't come looking for me. Yes. Another problem they have with the church is if, if I slip up and fall, okay, the church is good at reaching the wounded out there in this world. But the church is doing a horrible job reaching the Christian wounded here in the church. Yes. So we're going to have fellowship day. Interact with one another. Can I pray for you? Is there anything I can need to be there for you? What do you do? Oh, I'm a realtor. Oh, but I'm in bacon. Oh, let's see what we can do to come together and do some work. But if you're shy, shy, shy see, and some funny, do some be you know do a background check before you start doing business. <laughs> Even though they're in the church, check, check them out. B2B with you know, background, you know, with better business bureau, all that stuff. Check them out. Get some references and stuff like that. Just because they're in the church, don't mean you need to do business with them. Because there's some people in church I don't do business with. I'm just saying. But they're in here because they know they need help. So let's not ostracize them. So we're going to start working on that. God bless. Pray for us. Please, 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 as we implement new things. I want to have fun this year. I truly want to have fun this year. I want to have fun being a Christian. I want to have fun. You know, even though people are out there embarrassing us, that's all right. That's them. Let's have fun, CCC. Amen. Amen.